privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. It's another episode of Rabbit and Red. Oh shit, I'm in here. I didn't well. Uh, uh, no, I'll you said no. Hold up. You said you had something to say. So I, I, I know that, but I was going to break in after this. Well, you're already in. You're in. You're already in. You're under. You're in Thunderdome, motherfucker. Do it. I guess so. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I have an announcement to make. Okay. I have two announcements to make. Actually, let's see. Oh my god. Two. The first one that is the most important, if I can find the, there we go, there we go, that is now filming in Georgia. Yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah. saw the photo. Okay, Halloween ends. Damn right. Yes, in Savannah, right? Will, uh, yes. 
evil lives on tonight, bitches. There we go. You know what? You know, no, that, that needs to be thrown in the trash because Halloween Evil Lives is going to be the best thing ever. Um, I mean, I mean, you know, <laughs> go 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 buy yourself some fucking M and M's. All right, some M and M's with yeah. rubies. Look, we got a store, and we're going to be selling Father Mahoney M and M's where they melt in your mouth and slide right down your throat and slide down my pants. <laughs> I wonder if they'd be shit flavored. Oh, <laughs> God. Lee. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, what was your another damn announcement? Okay. And then I'm going to jump your ass real quick. Yeah. <laughs> my, my other announcement is this. I, I'm making an official announcement now because I'm here. Okay. Um, Error right. 81 Promotions yeah. is now the official promoters of the Rabbit and Red Radio Network. Yes. Now, all of you fuckers, Finally. all of you fuckers promote all of these shows on this network. All over Facebook and all over online because I don't want to fucking do it. Thank you. Well, <laughs> well, well. Can can I be the assistant director since the last assistant director uh, screwed my ass? Um, <laughs> screwed your ass and made bees come out of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Uh, now, yeah, uh, all right. So, I, hold on before you go because I know me and uh, Rob got some stuff we want to talk about. But how dare you, sir? How dare you? Would cripple Cody give him only yeah. 19 minutes? He comes from death, and we give him 19 minutes. Oh, and I know, I know you have problems. Explain, explain yourself. No, I understand. I, I want to give you shit. We bust your balls because we love yeah. you. We love uh, you. But yeah, technical difficulties out the yin yang. But. Uh, you know, growing pains. That's what it is. That's all it is. It's, growing it's, pains. It's it's a pain in the balls, to be completely honest with you. I can't no shit. Stand it. I, I wish that it would uh you know go away and hopefully uh <laughs> I have the I have the laptop here. So I hope you now that uh that's well, good. Uh, I'm glad away. brand new brand new laptop where Oh like you did get the you did get the brand new laptop. Brand new one. Yeah, so I, I this go. is the this is the last show that I will be doing via the phone. Mm. Uh, from here on out, we will be using the laptop to uh, record all the shows and stuff. Uh, so we're moving on up like the Jeffersons. Nice. Uh, yeah, like that, that's the plan, at least okay. at this point. Do you think nice. Weezy was a freak in the bedroom? You think she was freak, George, you know? I, think I don't Weezy know about was a I don't know about Weezy, but definitely the uh, the maid was. <laughs> she like George, come over here, George. <laughs> I could imagine. You know, he's like, I'd well, like I guess do. I will. Well, I guess I'll what I would like, like to do. I got, I got the playroom, George, like on the on the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, George. <laughs> come on <laughs> in, and I whips and chains. He's like Weezy. Or, really? What what or what I could do right is I could <laughs> kneel over her face. And Whoa! Crowd. <laughs> Descriptive, and, and, just like, and and just like all of a sudden, just like drop it in that tea bag, just full on drop the fucking tog down. Do you want a tea bag, Wheezy? No, no, no. I want it to go all the way. I want to do a direct hit to like for the little dingly thing in her throat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for a second, I thought he was talking about a golden shower. <laughs> I thought he was talking about a Willy Wonka chocolate fountain. That's what I, was, I thought he was going there. 
Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. <laughs> what do you get when you drop your pants down? <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> Mr. Rob. Um, by the way, I need, oh, oh, he's back. Oh, yeah. Before we start. Yes. The name is Father Cody today. Oh, and, that's uh, right. Right. And I am, I made it, Ma. I made it. I made it to the big show. <laughs> of course, we're gonna it. lose. We're gonna lose half of our audience. So we're down no. to one now. <laughs> and there, and there's a fear. Uh, that's the that's the the uh, the head of the show just laying in the hallway drunk. <laughs> Who hires that guy? Anyway, um, no, I wanted to say thank you, Father Cody, for joining me. Uh, the other Cody. Uh, that's why we named it Oh Cody Where Out Thou. He's got family stuff, but we miss him and uh we'll get him back. We'll get him back. Yep. Much love. And then we also have uh our special guest, Scott Bradley. He is an author of um was it Screaming for Pleasure? Screaming it's for Pleasure, book. yeah. Yeah, it's a book, and uh he's gonna talk a little bit about horror movies. Uh, I think that's what this bait uh blah blah blah. That's what this book is based on. I can't even talk right now. But the book of uh, Ace of Base, but no. uh, Ace of Base. What? Ace of Base. Um, I saw the yeah, sign. That, that, that's uh, that's what's going on tonight. So, so. Father Cody, uh, what do you have for us this evening? I know you wanted to bring some stuff up. So, so I went to go see Scream. Okay. And um, I actually never officially gave my review. Um, I, I I promised people I was going to give a review and. It's been like four days, and I still haven't. <laughs> I'm sure people are itching at the bit. Um, I'm I'm gonna t just say that I liked it more than the last one, uh, four. I liked it better than three. Three was a dumpster fire. I agree with you guys yes. on that one. Yes. Uh, but I don't. I still don't compare it to two. I I like one, two, and then I like this one. Um. Uh -oh. One thing, real quick. Randy was still in hey. three as a cameo, so it's a win. Hey, where's where's Father Cody? It's just my ugly mug on the on the thing. I don't know where is he. I don't know. He disappeared. Oh no, he was raptured. Holy shit, we're in trouble. Uh oh, he oh, got God. raptured. Oh, All maybe right. he did. Oh well. Holy shit. Well, is he here? <laughs> what the fuck happened to him? No, he. Uh, I guess it kicked him out. Well, we'll keep it going. Um. A couple of things I'll talk about, you know, because we like to talk about our horror stuff. And I hope I don't step on Rob's toes with some of this stuff that I found. Um, How are you? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll talk while you get that. Oh, because, here he is. Oh, there he is. Okay. Good, good. Computer is, uh, is, is going back. through the my phone now. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm back. Okay, so go ahead with what you were saying. I was going to try to keep it going, but now you're back. So awesome stuff. Okay, so I did cry uh, when, uh, well, spoiler, um, Dewey uh, leaves our uh, presence. And um, overall, I will give this a, I, I only do like a five-point system. I, I know some people do 10. Yeah. But I give this a four, a, a really solid four. Oh, okay. So, and, but but before the uh, movie started, there was some really good uh, coming attractions. Um, Morbius. Uh, I am looking forward up. to that. That yes. looks, uh, and I'm a big, you know what? I am a big Morbius fan. 
But go yes. ahead while I dig through here, because actually I got it right on top. I got some oh. Morbius comic books. Oh, there we uh, go. Yeah. See, so. see, I've never been much of a um, a uh, superhero kind kind of movie guy, but it really looked good. Um, so I actually may actually check this one out. Um, what else did I see? Oh, I saw X, uh, the new Ty West movie. And that is real. I think this one looks really intriguing. It looks, it looks like it's going to be something fresh, something new. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. I think it drops March 8th. It's called X. 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 Yeah. Okay. Uh, basically it's a, uh, porno themed, um, movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Now I know what you're talking. Isn't that Matthew yeah. McConaughey in there? No, it's, um, I can't remember his name, but there's Mia Goth is in it. And, uh, mm -hmm. Brittany, Brittany Snow is in it. And okay. I, I, that dude yeah. looks so much like Matthew McConaughey in that little trailer. And I guess he I does. Just, he, he does. So I don't know who that is. But yeah, very, very interesting. And like you said, something, and everybody listen, something different. So go yeah. watch it. So they keep doing something different. Yeah, instead of Michael Meyer remix. <laughs> uh, it, oh, it's just, <laughs> it's uh, Jesse Ortega, I believe his name is. Oh, okay. Uh, the, yeah. the, uh, the director of it? No, the uh, one that uh, you said looks oh, like Matthew oh, McConaughey. Oh, oh, the actor. Okay, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Cool deal. I like what do that. you got? Um, the um, I, I saw that they have an. Did you ever see that movie Orphan? That horror yes. movie Orphan. Okay, well they got a prequel to it. Yeah, isn't it called First Kill? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we get to see where she comes from. Isn't that creepy though that that actually comes out of like a true story? Like this lady was acting like she, I guess she was she had that um, I don't want to say it was dwarfism, but she was she just had a disability and it made her look like a little girl and and duped yeah. these uh, American parents. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like that that shit. That's where I guess this story comes from, and they made it into you, a horror movie. You know, when I first saw that movie, that. That twist ending when they came when it was revealed, that fucked my shit up. Right? Like, like I, I was like, I don't get surprised by horror movies often, and that one <laughs> was like. So I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that they they're finally bringing uh, her back. I believe it's the same girl too is playing it. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, they can't be her because. Is oh, it? Wait, it's is de aging. It, it's a de aging. Pro That's right. Yes. Because, yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah. So maybe uh, it, I don't know how they're gonna do it, but yeah. Is um, it Isabella? Is it Isabella Furman? Yes, Isabella yes. Furman. She will be in. Uh, it does say the prequel, so she's in that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Orphan. If yeah, if no one's checked that out, um, definitely check that. out. It is a freaky movie, and I kept expecting Chris Hansen to come out and like. Whenever she's acting freaky, like towards the step down, I'm like, "What the fuck is going on here?" You know what? The, you know what they? Uh, you know what the conversation said? You want to play with her balls? <laughs> uh, Chris Hansen. Yeah, Chris oh, yeah. Hansen makes his makes his return. <laughs> Chris Hansen tried to make a return. He's a piece of shit, apparently. So, oh really? Oh yeah. yeah, that's right. I heard about that. Didn't he yeah. uh, get caught himself? He, not not um underage diddling but he was like uh he was doing something not not uh legal 
I think yeah. it was something to do with money and and uh, yeah, he pissed off the the right people, I guess, and they they showed him for what he is a piece yeah. of shit. So en- enough about him. Yeah, uh, screw him. Screw him. I did see something else kind of interesting, and. MTV, it says, My Super Psycho Sweet 16, MTV's attempt at a slasher franchise. Oh, geez. Now, they already did that with Scream. Yeah. Herbert, thank you, sir, for joining us on this live stream this lovely evening. Awesome, Herbert. Oh, there's the comments. Okay. Hello, Herbert. Someone Uh, was already blocked, it said, too. uh, Who cares? Just let. I mean, I don't care. You, you know what's funny is these people try to get at you, and it's like I don't really give a shit. Like, say all the racist crap you want. I don't. You know, yeah, you'll, get, you'll get knocked out. You'll yeah, kiss my out. balls. Yeah, screw you. How did how did Twitch turn into the bathroom door in an Exxon? How did Twitch turn into that? <laughs> like they always say, like stuff about Hitler and the most racist, <laughs> nasty shit. Exactly. How did, that, how did Twitch turn into the bathroom door at an Exxon? I don't know. Please, that'll, please, be, uh, that'll be the topic. If anybody wants to comment, <laughs> <laughs> please tell me how that happened. <laughs> oh, hello, Herbert. He says, hello, Father Cody. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Bless, bless you, my child. <laughs> <laughs> Father's handing out blessings tonight. All we need is your donation tonight. Yeah. Out to the servant plate. <laughs> we need money to keep these shows running. <laughs> I, Dude, I started watching that that show, The Righteous Gemstones. That shit is hilarious. I don't know if you've have, seen it. No, I haven't. Oh well, I, I like Denny McBride, it, it, and it's just some crazy shit. All these holy people, and they got like freaking mansions and shit they live in, and it's just funny, dude. Yeah, Righteous yeah. Gemstones. That that's I'll my new guilty up. pleasure. I've been watching. Uh, I started it actually. Where can we find this? HBO. HBO oh, Max. See, see, that's why I haven't seen it because I don't have HBO. <laughs> Damn it! Well, yeah. We need to change that. Definitely. We need to change it for you. But uh, and then, of course, Michael already talked about it. But I saw the uh, Halloween ends set photos. Yep. So I mean, that's something. I guess I don't know. Uh I'm I'm just hoping. And you know, you know as well as I do, Father, that yep. they're going to be pissed off no matter what direction they go in to yep. end this. I just hope they don't fuck it up. No, I still think that um, Halloween H2O had the perfect ending. I'm sorry, it it did have the perfect ending. Where she, with Jamie, Jamie one? Lee, she, she cuts Go his ahead. head off at the end. Yeah, like, and then. Resurrection fucked it up. Yeah, yeah. You you ever see? Okay, I'm sure. I'm, 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 I'm sure you've seen Misery, right? Yes, I have. Now, now, remember when Annie Wilkes talked about the chapter place and how she would get pissed off when next week the the uh, person actually survived the car crash, yeah. Even though that, that that's exactly what Resurrection did. Michael Myers did not come out alive. He has no head. Then they said, "Oh, we, it was uh, some guy." They masked his face. Yeah, like, he he dressed him up like he's yeah. some sort of Navy Seal freaking man of, you know, uh, disguise or something. Yeah. So how did so how did they explain him trying to get out of the body bag? 
trying to go after Jamie Lee. At, oh, and this is that same guy who can't talk. He's gonna yeah. climb. He's gonna try to climb after her. Oh, come on! It's bull, fucking bullshit. Now, okay, that's not. We'll we'll kind of go in it a little bit because I I do want to tell you and you. I probably have already told you this. My problem with Resurrection, not only that it was like kind of a reality show based in the Myers house. Okay, I'll give you that. But why do you have Michael Myers not look like dirty, dingy, like his mask is torn the fuck up? And yep. you know what I mean? I agree with that. I, I, I If he's living in the walls and eating rats, he should look like at least a little malnourished, kind of all fucked up. You know what I mean? Like he should... They should have made him look a little bit more terrifying, like yeah. someone that, you know, is yeah. crazy. Like he, they should have made him crazier, but it was the same old, same old. And it's like, why the fuck did y'all do that? Anyway, I, I don't want to get too much into that. Yeah. Literally, the only part of that movie that I enjoyed was the opening sequence with Jamie Lee. And that's it. Yeah. that The rest of that movie is, is garbage. Just, just like a fan film that's coming out soon. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Oh, I'm being uh, brutal tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Let loose, buddy. Oh, some M&Ms. Get you some Father Mahoney M&Ms. Coming to a uh, Rabbit and Red uh, Indiegogo near you. Starring Paul Rudd. <laughs> hey. There he is. Hey. There's old Scott Bradley. How you doing, sir? How you doing this evening? Doing well, thank you. Thanks so much, Father Cody and uh, Aaron. Is it Aaron Poe? Yes, it is. It just says Poe, so I'm like going, huh, wait a second. I want to make sure I got the right. No, I, I, I just put my last name. It's just easier, and that's what people call me in my life. So. It's <laughs> just a catchy name, right? It's good for horror, for sure. It is. Poe. It is. It is good. It is good. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. It's great to see you guys. I hear you denigrating the great Halloween resurrection. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is we go into other conversations and it always like circles back to that. Like we always talk crap about it. It's funny. It does. Uh, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> so um no, uh, I guess your book is it in has your book been out for a while? And forgive it me for asking been. this. Not a problem at all. My book's called uh Screaming for Pleasure, How Horror Makes You Happy and Healthy. It's about three years old now. Uh, it's a love letter to all things that go bump in the night. Uh, not talking about how horror not only reinvents itself, like for every generation, mm -hmm. but it also kind of, I think, is healing for people as well. I think people are starting to catch that now that they've been in uh, uh, COVID world for the last two yeah. years. Yeah. People are yeah. starting to realize horror can be very helpful to get rid of some stress. It, it, I agree with that. I do. Um, I agree. I've, I've always been asked that. They're like, why do you watch like the craziest stuff? Like, it, and I'm, I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of like, to me, it's just an escape for it. it. And it's not just about the kills and everything, or, you know, I just like seeing weird stuff or how people created these awesome scenes, awesome creatures. I mean, I just, I, I, I also look into how this got made and it just amazes me how much work good went into stuff like especially you know early horror oh yeah. you know about 70s and 60s 70s and then you hit the 80s and i mean they still didn't have the the technology we have now but i i still think that um some of this stuff it's really cool to go back and see it and oh I, yeah I, well 
I think horror has always been like, if you like movies, thank horror films for everything that's been an advancement. I mean, from the very beginning, you go back to German expressionism with Nosferatu and Cabinet mm-hmm. of Dr. Caligari. Yeah. Uh, that was how they figured out, you, you know, your first movies by uh, Edison and stuff were two people kissing or, you know, uh, people sweeping because it was all about just getting that motion going. And then when the story needed to come up, then they started looking elsewhere. And uh, any kind of um, magical stuff that goes on, it starts with a horror movie. Edison made the first Frankenstein. Nobody saw it, but he made a really weird, creepy Frankenstein movie. And that was, you know, the idea where we're starting to get into double exposures and things. And for me, horror is always, uh, I call it the most uh, diverse and beautiful storytelling style that there is. It's the second oldest story around the campfire you know that you have your first campfire with the elders and everything and they're, yeah. they're, they're yeah. going thank you for the sky and gods and uh, thank you for the food and thank you for family we're all here we love each other we're safe in numbers and the second story is don't go into the woods alone you go into the woods alone you're going to get eaten by something mm-hmm. and so the cautionary tale has always been with us and i think it does you know it's the idea of loving watching this kind of thing but it's also, I think, really works on us on an unconscious level. You don't have to be an intellectual to get it. But at the same point, I think that it's always working on us. And even the crappiest of horror movies are making a social commentary because they need to know what drives us crazy at any given time in the world. And so uh, for a movie like Godzilla, I always look at that. Like Godzilla was made not even a decade after Hiroshima and Nagasaki, right? Mm-hmm. So you have this huge, terrible thing happened. Think about making a horror movie like five years after 9-11. You'd have gotten lynched. But for some reason, you make this movie, uh, the Japanese talking about the freaking nightmare that they went through and making it like this punishing beast coming out of the water, not going after LA or San Francisco or New York. It goes for Tokyo, man. So that's like some really heavy duty stuff that they're talking about. They're reliving you know, something that incinerated them and they're owning it. Right. And that's what I think I did as a kid. I was a scared kid, scared of everything. And then I found scary movies that first, like I couldn't sleep for three days. But after that, I found I really wanted to do it again. And I think part of it is, yeah, hair of the dog that bit you. But also, I think you get an idea that I'm in control of that at that moment. I'm watching a horror movie. I have the choice to leave stay put it on pause whatever i don't have that choice in the real world which is absolutely crazy and dangerous one thing in my life i get to control is that scary stuff that's happening and i get to feel like i'm a success over that you know and i think folks like me uh that had some rough times in the early years uh, we get to that second stage we get to that second act and we start having fun with this stuff you know, we, yeah. you know, you can call it whatever, reclaiming, but I love it. And uh, I'm great with buckets of blood and I'm great with uh, supernatural stuff and I'm great with psychological stuff. No, well said. Uh, I, I know I've said this before on other uh, episodes, but I think um, something might be coming out because of this, this whole thing that we went through. Like we talked about, you just talked about Hiroshima. I think, um, Rob was on that episode and we talked about, you know, World War II coming out. Yeah, the depression, that's when the monster movies started coming out. That's when Superman was made. That's when all that stuff was coming out. Something to take you away from all that. I wonder yeah. 
I wonder if someone, um, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Would you think someone might come out with something like that? Something yeah, I mean, this? you're talking about like the pandemic and stuff. Yeah, I the pandemic, all, all this crap that yeah. just happened. Yeah. yeah, I think we're already seeing it. Like for me, people were going, oh, hey, Scott, you watch horror movies all the time. You've got a podcast you've been doing for a bunch of years. I'll bet you sat down and watched a bunch of pandemic zombie movies. I was like, fuck no. That was the last thing I wanted yep. to watch. I was <laughs> yep. burnt out on that stuff. Yeah. What exactly. I was more interested in was the stuff that is kind of like the the byproduct. Okay, mm. we know there's a disease thing out there, but what did we we kind of lost our minds? I mean, one of the things that I think is really interesting is that we just had like 2020 and 2021 were two years that since the industrial revolution, we haven't had that much time to just sit with our thoughts mm-hmm. and be with our families and do all this and we've never had that time because once the industrial revolution hit boom we were off to the races so we were like sent to our rooms for two years by this thing we couldn't see and you would think that that would be like the time we'd come up with the golden age of poetry part two or we'd learn to love each other no we have an insurrection Mm. we have a couple (laughs) yeah that's where we went we went nuts and so I think what I've enjoyed is watching movies. Uh, like there's been a whole, I heard you talking about the Righteous Gemstones, which cracked Oh yeah, I, I'm into that right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a bunch of uh, really telling things that are happening in comedy and horror that are talking about how much we get misled, how easy it is to get misled these days, and how much you can Big believe time. absolutely everything and be wrong. And so uh, the thing that I thought was really interesting was there were a bunch of documentaries that came out, like miniseries mm-hmm. that were uh, like uh, the Son of Sam one, where yeah. my father was a Son of Sam. And you're like, whoa, but it was really all about misinformation. Somebody who really yeah. wanted it to be true and pushed some buttons. And so there's this whole thing of what documentaries used to be, like you'd watch a, movie, a documentary about a killer, you go, and then the police come in and this is what he did and he was a quiet guy. We don't get that right now. What we're getting is how the hype is kind of what we're talking about. There was the uh, the one about the uh, Nixium cult. Oh yeah, where, uh, yeah. yeah. And we watched that we, one, yeah. Yeah, and so we have all this stuff where slowly but surely the thing that's really affecting us the thing that's really at our anxiety level is who do you trust and why is it so easy for us to get deceived and are we all kind of cult followers now we just have our own cult and it's a really scary thought that is, think, that is but yeah. I, I think you're hitting you're hitting the nail on the head i mean that that is 100 correct there are if you question and and this is the thing if you question anything i think that that just makes you a person that hey you know you're you're a very curious person you're like right. wait a minute that doesn't sound right and wait a minute this side that doesn't sound right what's going on here come out yeah. and tell me what's going on instead of oh well you know say a famous actor that you love you endear you know right. that has no clue who the hell you are and you're like, oh, well, he's on that side. So I'm going to go over here. Yeah. Use your minds, man. Nobody, that's that, nobody, that's the yeah. only thing we got. Nobody yeah. uses their minds anymore. That's no, the problem. Don't. And, and, yeah. and it's scary. It's scary to see what has happened. Not, And I'm yeah. not picking on just one person. I'm picking on everything. Because Everybody. When, you're, when you put your blinders on and, and, and just 
shut up and listen and you might learn something you might learn something and you might change your mind and you might have your eyes open to something different that's what we're all about but for mm -hmm. some reason like you said that that's kind of what happened and yeah. it, it's infuriating because me i'm sitting here i'm like is everybody taking i feel like will ferrell on a zoolander is everybody taking crazy pills around here that's what I feel. <laughs> Oh, it's it, it's been interesting, especially you know I'm a, I, 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 I'm not going to say what I think your ages are, but I'm a relatively old. <laughs> no, it's and, all right. Uh, so I've, I've been around, you know, since uh, the first president I remember is Nixon. You know, the very end of him getting out of uh, out of office. So I've seen this circle over and over and over again. So I'm like going, how in the heck did we ever get to this point, knowing the history of what has gone on? all these years over all these crazy people who've been in office and and it's just like i i go wow it really sucks being around too long <laughs> you wonder why yeah. get old men get grumpy well, it's like how many times do i have to relive this shit right well it, i always tell people this and, and i i i think i'm right there's a reason that we have sayings the old sayings if it's mm -hmm. too good to be true it probably is yeah the more things change the more they stay the same it's the same yeah there's Never all these old sayings. in your head <laughs> exactly right it's like you know if you say that you're looked on as like an old person it's like no these sayings yeah. have been around for freaking ever and the reason they're around is because it's part of human nature yeah you know and, and yeah. that that's I, what i think that's yeah. that's my opinion and I think horror has been following that. And I think true crime in its own fashion has been doing that. Well, we're not just talking about like cults and deceivers and stuff like that, but that's a huge deal. It's also talking about like the fatigue people are having. If you watch, there's so many horror movies like The Vigil. It's all about holding on to a dead body, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, watching over someone who's died alone is what The Vigil is about. You have His House which is all about the guilt of uh, surviving, you know, uh, a genocide. Uh, you have movies that where uh, like uh, St. Maud, where they're talking about people who are in the nursing uh, world losing their minds. You know, everybody's overworked. There, there was a movie called Synchronic, which is like kind of a science fiction-y thing, takes place down in New Orleans, and the main characters are EMTs. And they're basically talking about what has happened in the last two years where drug and alcohol abuse has gone way up. Uh, spousal abuse has gone up. And they make a horror movie around time travel, around that kind of thing. So what I've been noticing is those little things that show up in movies that are talking about what's going on in your life. And it doesn't have to be on the nose where you have a giant virus that's coming and turning, uh, killing everybody. I'm really disinterested in that right now because I'm living in it. But yeah, I am interested. Yeah, I am interested in how it's affecting us. And I think horror movies have been really talking about that. You know, there are horror movies. A lot of horror movies now are about like abuse. Uh, Antlers is a movie about abuse uh, and uh, and towns dying. Everybody just becoming meth dealers. You know, we used to be a coal mine town. Now we're all meth dealers. You know, yeah. that's the reality that movie's talking about. These are things that are real. Uh, movies like, or shows like Squid Game, stuff like that. We're at a point now where people are like watching shows that are talking about, well, you know, my life isn't worth shit. So I'm going to go to a game show. I, 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 was, I will say Squid Game. I'm sorry to interrupt. Squid Games is my favorite. That's oh, like the coolest, the coolest thing to come out in forever. And have you? Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, have you seen um, Hellbound? I have Korean? not seen Hellbound yet. Oh, no. Watch that because that's right up there with Squid Game for me. Oh, it is? And, okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to it, check it mixes, that out. It mixes. Uh, well, what I love about Hellbound is that it really is a commentary on when the world gets really nasty, kind of like the mist. When things go to shit, oh, all yeah. of a sudden religious prophets come out of everywhere. Pretty much. And people yep. start to believe that because it's it's better to be part of a, a crowd than to be alone in, in the wilderness against this stuff. Yep. And so there's this whole thing in Hellbound where there's this guy in a in a restaurant, like a Starbucks, and he's crying. He's all alone and he's looking at his phone and there's a timer going down and it hits zero and he's like holding his chest and everything and nothing happens and he's like oh and all of a sudden you hear this rumble and through the wall come these three demonic black shadow monsters and start beating him and he oh, runs wow. away and there's a, it starts knocking tables over and stuff and it goes into the street crowded street everybody's with their cameras taking pictures of these things and they say something like we're damning you to hell and puts its hands on him and burns him alive right there all that's left is like this ash and part of his skeleton and the rest of the show is what the fuck was that no everybody has it on camera it can't be ignored and people start saying this has happened elsewhere and people start trying to interpret what's happening and these things keep coming for people and, and it's just like okay like this happened now we'd be talking mm. about who's going to win the super bowl and then all of a sudden we look over and go what just was on tv yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think a lot of people went through that this last weekend i think a lot of people yeah. went through some emotions like that oh my god yeah uh, but yeah, that whole idea uh, that I love about that show is that it's okay. Now it's happened. All the stuff we talk about in fantasies and stuff and horror mm -hmm. movies, it just happened. And they talk about it in a realistic fashion. Some people are going to believe it happened. Other people are going to say, obviously it's a trick. Uh, it's some kind of internet hoax. And then it keeps happening. And then as that happens, how much denial is there and how much is there for uh, the religious? And I don't mean to upset anybody who might be religious yeah. here, but a certain faction of religious folks will take a tragedy and turn that into something that they can use as leverage to get more people. And it's a very Stephen Kingy kind of idea in that way. But for me, I, I thought it was really good and really brutal. I was like sitting there going, wow, they went there. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah. I, I definitely will check it out. Where where's this at? If other people want to check this I, movie I out, I believe it's on Netflix as well. With uh, where Squid Game, and it came out uh, probably about three or four months Let's ago. See. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and it's it's South Korean. So one of the things, if you can handle Squid Game, and that's one of the things that I think is amazing. We are in a fantastic time for horror right now <laughs> because uh, when I was growing up me and maybe eight people out of 10,000 would be weird enough to watch a horror movie with subtitles, right? Mm -hmm. Now that is the number one show on Netflix. Everybody is willingly watching foreign horror, foreign fantasy. I think, I think, I, I think the reason everybody gravitated towards Squid Game is it, it kind of reminds them, not so much of what's going on right now, but it's like, hey, you know, you have all these troubles and you're stuck in one spot and you're going to do what we say and you're going to do this. And this is you. You signed up for this. This is the game. You're playing for money and, and go for it. And yeah. I think it was just something different instead of being recycled. It doesn't seem like it's recycled. 
it kind of feels familiar, but it's it's really different. Kind of like a tradition, right? Kind of tradition. Pretty much. Um, I mean, uh, take a turkey shoot for instance. Yeah, battle royale. Yeah, battle royale. Turkey shoot. Um, that's scary. That's scary yeah. to what is actually what was Tur- going on in Turkey Australia. So fucking awesome. It, it, it is. Steve, <laughs> so yeah, Steven Railsback. I, I yep. love that guy. He's so <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, if people watch that, if all these young people, hey, watch Turkey Shoot because you'll see exactly what they're doing. They're saying, um, and the saying, I wish I could remember the saying because I just watched it last month, but it's a good film and it really oh, yeah. reflects on what's going on over there besides the human hunting but <laughs> right well, i i think the uh the thing that was really unique about squid game uh which wasn't in things like hunger games or things like uh battle royale which i prefer battle royale over like hunger games and stuff because it was honestly vicious <laughs> yeah down viciousness. and i think squid game the thing that makes that amazing is that where these other movies about this kind of thing running man and stuff there's a choice you can leave at any time yeah <laughs> and they voted and uh, no spoilers for anybody but there's a vote right yes. and then what what happens in that vote you're like wow where are they going to go with this and the resolution of how they get everyone quote unquote back into the game is so dark what mm. a dark and despairing it, idea oh man it it and I thought it was brilliant because of that. That was that was some nihilistic shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that it. Uh, like we said, there's a lot of cool stuff that is coming out. What do you think? And and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. You can be you know unbiased, or whatever. Uh, but with the uh, the certain reboots that they're doing of these certain franchises, I mean, what is your if you want if you want to give your take on it? Cool. If not, we'll move on to something else. <laughs> something sure, else. sure. No, I, I I love giving my take. In a way, my, my take gets me into trouble. But yeah, uh, that's the thing. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, you're on a podcast with us, and I know you have a podcast, so you're used to it. Let's go. Yeah, that's nothing new, right? It's not, what is it? It's Tuesday. That's what it is. But. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, the uh, I always say that I prefer remakes and reboots to sequels because I okay. think that sequels kill what you love. Every, uh, the big thing, like you were talking about Halloween. Halloween is one of the best examples of this, which is when I saw Halloween, that was like a sea change in 1978. When that came out, that was like a, a change on an old trope. You had the monster that you could see, Uh, You had, uh, it was a man, there was the old cliche that he would die and then get back up, uh, wait until dark all the way on. And they threw that on its head by create, you got to see a myth created, right? But you only had certain things that you knew. Horror works best when it doesn't answer all the questions. George Romero's Night of the Living Dead, you know, they say things like there was a meteor, there was a satellite, there was this, but they never tell you why that happens. And with Michael Myers, he's a kid, but he's not a kid. We see an urban legend being built, right? We see a haunted house monster being built. He goes from being a story to an immortal thing by the end of that movie. And I love what John Carpenter does. He makes him where there's he's got a white face, so there's no expression. He stands there still. He has no, he's wearing garage coveralls. You can't get more nondescript. So there's no buttons or bows or anything like that. He is purely 
like a mirror on you. You watch him and he's fucking uncomfortable because you don't know anything about him. So you go through this whole thing and in the end of the movie, he gets away, but it's like you start seeing all these pictures of where he was. You hear his voice, his breathing. So as a kid, I'm like, God, he's a legend now. People are going to be talking about this forever. He's in the wind. <laughs> and after yeah. that, you get to part two. Oh, he's, he was after his sister. It has to do with Sam mm. Hain. And, and it's like, the more you tell me, like I didn't have to know how Freddy Krueger was, you know, from a rape. None of that is important. What it does is the more I know, the less unknown that there is and the less scary it is. It's great for writers. It's great for a certain type of fan. But for me as a, a lover of stories and a lover of being scared and a lover of the idea of being original, the more sequels there are, like watch that with Saw. The first Saw is like, wow, that's like yeah. a, an extremely gory yeah. Dr. Fives, right? It's this great idea. But then it becomes this thing that's absolutely impossible for him to do the <laughs> things that he does. And that yep. kind of waters it down. So to me, sequels are made out of a cer certainly a cash grab, but they're watched out of love. Like even with all that I've said about the Halloween sequels, I've seen every one. <laughs> because once yep. bit, you know, I got bit in 1978, and my life was devoted to that character. And but I hate every one <laughs> except for yeah. three, which has nothing to do with them, right? So I was like, well, that's at least original. So the thing is, uh, a, a sequel is always eroding. It's like a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy, and before you know it, it has nothing. Next thing you know, Abbott and Costello are fighting Frankenstein. Yeah. It means nothing yeah. anymore. Yeah. Nobody's scared, nothing. And to me, I want the, the brush with fear. So for me, uh, remakes, the uh, remake of uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers is fantastic. The remake of The Fly was fantastic. The remake of John Carter mm -hmm. yep. yep. was fantastic. Uh, the Town the Dreaded Sundown, that remake was fantastic. Uh, yes. The one that they did of uh, Hills Have Eyes, fantastic. All of these yes. are just nuggets of the original story and for most of the time horror movies that may not have been really great or they were lost in time like the fly the fly is fun in a kitschy way but there's no way that was going to work that idea of the big fly head and the little fly uh, yeah. Body, <laughs> yeah. is going to work in the <laughs> 80s when we're seeing all the shit that we saw so you know cronenberg wisely knew that there was a great idea there right there's a great idea in the fly yeah but it was held back by time, uh, maybe budget, all of that stuff. And I think that happens a lot with horror movies where you can have a great idea and it's just lost because it was in black and white. And most people don't want to watch black and white movies or it's super low budget, but whatever it is, it's barely going to get seen. But a remake takes that nugget and updates it and takes that in a certain way. I don't like when they just remake them in a way that's so obvious. I mean, there are terrible remakes. There's a ton of terrible sequels too. There's a ton of terrible ideas too, but uh, our original movies. But when you find the ones that you love, you just go, wow, that was great. I can't even, you know, people who don't like reboots, I'm always stunned because I'm like, do you like John Carpenter's The Thing? Do you like The Fly? Do you like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Hills Have Eyes? And you know, if you like these, then you at least can see where there's such power. And there are some sequels that are just as good as the originals, just like, uh, you know, uh, Godfather and Godfather 2 and stuff like that. They're the occasional that rises to, to the, the stand that it should. But for me, I love the idea that we can take an idea that might have been forgotten 
or missed because of who knows why, and then have uh, a story that's worth watching and you love, that is that idea reborn. So mm-hmm. that's that's how I feel about those kind of things. But of course, there are reboots that are just soulless, lifeless uh, examples. Oh, cash grabs. Yeah. yeah, cash grabs. Cash grabs. And I mean, there's more of those than I would like. But uh, I I kind of appreciate what they're at least trying to do in some of these. And I like how they're grabbing it by the throat uh, and, and sometimes driving people like me crazy. But like the the new Candyman, you know, how can I compare the two? I don't, you know, and it even doesn't even call itself a reboot. It calls itself a sequel. That, so uh, at a certain point, uh, I go, there's that movie and then there's this movie. And if I think about the time that they're both made, they're both adequate for the time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, sure. you know. That that's kind of you know so for for me reboots I prefer those, but above all I prefer an original story, folks. That sure would be nice, you know. Uh, you know if I can use the same dollar <laughs> to pay for all the movies that are exactly the same, I'm cool. If I have to pay again for the same idea in a perfect world, yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> oh, it's the same I'm, movie. I already paid for this one. Can I just use the same money? Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> just pay for popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to touch on uh, your. You said you have a podcast as well. Let's, uh, if you want to touch on that a little bit, let people know what that's about. Sure. Uh, Hellbent for Horror is the name of the podcast. It's a podcast about everything related to horror, where I talk about horror as art and social commentary. I talk about movies. I talk about books, stories that shape me, even music. I talk about murder ballads and stuff like that. And what I do is I talk about how those stories shape me and how they sh- horror shapes horror film as a style and as an art form. Uh, and how the, they're married. You know, you you yeah. can't talk about society without the horror movie. And you can't have the horror movie without the social things that are going on. And so I talk about how, you know, horror's that oldest storytelling. But it's really tailor-made for allegory and metaphor. And that's why uh, it's one of the oldest story things. To me, it's like, I don't want to watch a movie about what's happening in the world right now, but I might watch a movie where aliens storm Congress. You know, yeah. that might be in my way. <laughs> I might go for that because to me, it's it's like you get a safe distance from the pain of reality. You can mm-hmm. talk about just about anything if it's a monster in a rubber suit. You know, people will let their guard down a little bit. It allows for this exploration, really, of what makes us human in ways that we may not want to. I'm not going to want to watch a movie about child abuse, but I can watch Antlers, right? I can watch The Brood and go, wow, that's really interesting, and get the profound feeling of I know what they're talking about, but they decided to entertain me as well and decided to freak me out. And I think that that's that's the kind of thing that I talk about on the show. I also am there kind of hoping that people who are not horror fans come along because my thing is I'm here to remind people that they used to love horror movies and they secretly still do. Oh, they, yeah. They, they <laughs> yeah. don't like fans. Yeah. They don't like me. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I found it. That's what I was doing. I found it. And uh, dang, you, you got 106 episodes uh, to date, right? Yeah. So that's uh Oh wow, man. No, that's awesome. And you started yeah. in 2020? Uh no, 2016. So Oh wow. Uh, oh wow. 2016, 2017, somewhere in oh, there. Okay. And uh, uh I started with a show that was mostly editorials. So 
uh, I'm going to age myself here, but uh, ever hear of Paul Harvey? Yes. <laughs> Paul, so, and that's yeah. the rest of the story. And that's yeah. the rest of the story. That's so, the story. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of like the horror version of that, where uh, what I, I like to like come up with a theme. <laughs> You know, I come up with a theme and I'll talk about four or five movies that I think justify that theme. So uh, some of the stories are like the, the thing that I did on my first show. And I usually ask people, in fact, I'll ask you guys after this is what's your first kiss? What was the first kiss with horror? The movie that might not have been the first horror movie that you saw, but the first one that hit you right in the mouth. The one that when you saw it, it changed you for life. You were you're in it for good. And for me, it was a, an artsy one. Uh, Don't look now. Nicholas Rogue with Julie Christie and Donald Sutherland, and it came out like 1973. And it came out when uh, I was in like a, a little bit of autobiographical stuff, I guess. Uh, I was in a like a cult, which is why I really am fascinated with what's happening on right now. I was in an evangelical cult that believed the world was going to end in 1975, uh, and my parents are really out there. Uh, and where I lived, it was when HBO was just starting. So they kind of had these yeah. areas of this country where they would just have sample groups. Mm -hmm. And it was only on for like eight hours a day. Well, my neighborhood it ended up being a sample group. So I got HBO cheap early when they would show anything at any given time. <laughs> yeah. No scruples or morals. They just wanted the money. And so that was kind of my babysitter when my parents were going through a messy divorce that I didn't know about. And so I'm watching and there's this R-rated movie that comes on called Don't Look Now. And it's super famous for its first five minutes, which is this kind of premonition thing that happens with a girl drowning in the backyard in this little pond. She's wearing a red raincoat and stuff. And the whole red raincoat thing that you see in horror movies kind of comes from that. And uh, there's just this sense inside julie christine donald sutherland are like fooling around a little bit and he's a uh, a photographer slash architect and he's doing this whole thing of like restoring churches so he has this little slide on a on a piece of glass and he spills water on it accidentally and you see him wiping it off and he looks down and all of a sudden we're seeing his point of view and there's this weird music that hits and the thing starts to dissolve and it looks like the, in my mind as a kid finger of satan coming out of the stained glass coming at this little image down in, in a pew that's a red raincoated person and outside at the same time the daughter drowns and oh, wow. it's one of those things that's super realistic uh in in interviews now donald Sutherland says he can never watch that especially after he had kids he could not watch it he says wow. it was just too emotionally painful it's super surreal that movie and as a kid i'm not processing this right i'm seeing all this i'm like going so it became my 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 uh first kiss because i couldn't sleep for three nights i wouldn't tell my dad what was wrong because if he knew that i was watching that uh, you, my ass is <laughs> yeah and, and so i'm suffering through this and what i needed to do is i needed to watch it again i had this urge like i need to see this thing that scared me so bad and after that there was like this sense of accomplishment and from then on i was off to the races and i mm -hmm. fell in love with just about every horror movie i saw from the car to halloween to hellraiser onward and upwards and so with that uh one of the things that i talk about is i did an essay show about my first kiss and i've done shows about uh horror hosts and satanic panic and mm. all sorts of things i like to try and mix it up but since uh, i started on that what was your first kiss there poe 
Uh, my first one, I, I gotta say, um, my first one would have to be, and you, it, you'll think it's funny, but I mean, I was shit. I think I was like in elementary school. Uh, but that scene, my dad rented Predator, and that scene, Ooh. that scene when, um, oh, what's his name, Duke? Um, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Bill Dang Duke. It, the bald guy, Bill Duke. He gets Bill his arms. Oh no, yeah. um, he gets his head exploded. Yeah. I just stood yeah. in front of the TV like, what did I just see? <laughs> and then after that, um, you know, my, my parents weren't big movie people, so I don't know why my dad was watching Predator for for the life of me. <laughs> the guy the guy hadn't seen a new movie in forever. Oh, uh, Morgan uh Wellborn, Mr. Wellborn, thank you for joining us. Uh he just said greetings, gentlemen. Yeah, um, but um uh, yeah, that I want to say that was my first one because after that I started seeking out the weird shit. <laughs> like I just had yeah, that's a good weirdest. one. Yeah, so yeah. that 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 stuck with me. That that I still see that in my head. <laughs> yeah, a great killing machine, right? That <laughs> whole much. thing really creeped me out. I, yeah, I it did. Whole yeah, yeah. Spinal cord thing, whipping the pull the spine. Oh man. Again. Imagine yeah. imagine how different it would have been with the funny costume with Jean-Claude Van Damme if they actually oh went through God. with it. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, I, I believe... Um, no, that's... Uh, I'm sorry. Some people are... Some coming in. Yeah. I'm going to have me some fun. What about you? Yeah, Father uh, so My first kiss was... Uh, I was 10 years old and my family used to rent beta movies. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and um, they used to you know. when they when they would uh, rent a horror movie. Uh, obviously, me and my younger sister weren't allowed, but we always find a way to try to sneak and watch it without them knowing. And it was the scene when Michael Myers Halloween, uh, when he's trying to get out. Uh, he's Laurie is locked in the closet, mm -hmm. and you think he's not going to come, and then all of a sudden he does that. He slams into the closet, and me and my sister are like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Gave away a cover, obviously. You're like, oh my god! But but after that, I became obsessed with like I was uh, like 12 years old, and we used to have a a old school mom and pop uh, video store, and uh, my mom put the restriction: no R movies for the kids. Every day I'd be down there, I'd be in the horror section looking at all the movies. Yeah. And one day I was just there by myself because I only lived right down the street. And the guy goes like this. You can rent one. But if you get caught with it, I know nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say you stole it. Yeah. And, and I started watching Hers Herschel Savage uh was it Herschel? Yeah. Uh Gold Girl Girls. I was. Oh, yeah. I watched. I watched that at 13 years old. I'm watching Gorgo -Gor Girls. <laughs> yep. Oh. And I, I just became obsessed with horror. I would look at the back of the the boxes all the time, and those everything that, was, that it just yeah it popped out popped right out at you. Yeah. And some and of them. Candy. Was a ritual. Yeah. Forbidden candy. Yeah. 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 It was a yeah. ritual. You went, and, you know. You just found the weirdest shit, the the weirdest oh, yeah. VHS cover you could find. You're like, yeah, I gotta see I'm this. I'm renting that. 
Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and and sometimes you were sorely disappointed. Oh, my God. Screamers is the one that I remember. Screamers. <laughs> oh you don't God. believe a man will be turned inside out. Yeah. It's like uh, nobody turns inside out. It's the island of the fishmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God. But, yeah, that's forbidden candy, right? I, I yeah. tell people this was a lot like back in the day when I would go to record stores. And you would see the yeah. album junkies, right? The album junkies would go to the edge of a row and just go. And they would know albums by the color yep. and the shape of things that were on there. They wouldn't even stop. Know that one, know that one, know that one. And then when there's a new album, they'd go, oh. And that's how it was for me in the, in the horror section. I knew all the covers. I knew the barcode look. All those things, yeah. all those colors coming together. And if you were in a horror section in any uh, store, if it was alphabetized, you knew it. You go, there are my colors. <laughs> There's the look. Yeah. And you would yeah. see the one that you didn't know. And that would be like the forbidden fruit. I need that. I need to see it right now. I don't care if it sucks. And you hit me. Uh, that You gave me such a memory of beta because uh, <laughs> I, I was around when they had the first VHS or VCRs. And yep. they were like over a hundred dollars. They were no a thousand dollars. It's some insane thing. I remember my dad was saving silver dollars, and he said, "When we get enough, we're going to buy one of those." But I, you could rent them. So there was rent a centers where you could go and rent a yep. vacuum cleaner and all this stuff. And then they had <laughs> the the v, VCR that you could rent, and you'd have to put your fucking driver's license anything in there. And there were only like ten movies. Wild Bunch, The Exorcist, and a yep. couple others were the only ones in the old clamshells that you could rent. And we would sit there, a bunch of friends sitting there watching, going, holy, rewind that. That was unbelievable. And yeah. when you get to Wizard Video and all of those guys, Vestron, when they start uh, hitting in the 80s and uh, the price goes down, and all of a sudden we're just hit with this amazing wave of really greasy, grimy horror movies. Speaking of uh, one of our listeners here, he he text, uh, he sent in a message. Herbert said, I, I love renting Basket Case 1 and 2 on VHS. Yes. Yeah. Basket yes. Case. It, that is just oh. a wild. That's a wild movie. When I first saw that movie, that was freaking wild. I was like, what in the heck am I watching? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's one of the great, uh, movies of Grindhouse that's mm -hmm. still around, like the uh, what 42nd Street was really like. So I'm out in the Bay Area now, but I grew up outside of Philly. I used to spend a lot of time in New York City in the early mid 80s. And so it was still around 42nd Street. It hadn't yet completely gotten knocked down, but it was yeah. dangerous at that point. It was all drugs. Before that, it was all sex. I ended up being there, unfortunately, when it was just drugs, so I missed out on the real fun. <laughs> but the uh, the look and the feel of Forty Second Street. There's only a couple movies. Robert uh, or uh, William Lustig's Maniac is another one. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Ripper is another one. Fulci. There's a couple of movies that still have that look, and of course, mainstream ones like Midnight Cowboy. They, they, they show you what New York was like at that time. And yeah. there's a really fantastic look at some of those old hotels and stuff that are in basket case. And Frank Hennenlotter's a, a, a hoot. You know, that, the director is a lot of fun. And he'll talk yeah. your ear off about Zachary and stuff. Oh, man. I'd love, oh, I'd wow. love to talk to him someday. <laughs> oh, he's great. He's great. And he's funny. He's a fan. He gets it. And he'll tell you that, you know, they were basically stealing electricity. 
the whole time for all those <laughs> You know, that's how it was guerrilla filmmaking back in that time. You know, it yeah. really was. Um, that I'll never forget that story. Uh, Fred Williamson, uh, he's in an action movie. He's been uh, fake Black shot. And he's going, yeah. There you go. Yeah. He's walking down the street and everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? And that's real. <laughs> you know, that like they had no idea a movie was being shot. I love yeah. stories like that. I love oh those stories. Oh, my God. Now, everything about uh larry cohen rest in peace the great larry cohen mm -hmm. uh, yeah. he did black caesar with fred williamson and a couple others uh but he did a bunch of exploitation films he did a bunch of horror movies as well q and it's alive and stuff like yeah. that q and i i, I love q, q the q the yeah. winged serpent i, I yeah. don't know why so but q comes on i'm sorry to interrupt your thought but yeah oh, no, the q no. when it comes on i just sit there and watch it i'm like i've seen this but yeah. i don't know what it is you have to finish it yeah it's so much <laughs> yeah. fun and the stuff is another one i mean these are just crazy oh, yeah, horror movies yeah. and he made yeah. all of those with no money whatsoever he actually had no permits he's driving taxis down the sidewalk in new york and his wife's going what if they'd have gotten hit? He's like, we're in New York. They're going to get out of the way. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's the mindset, you know? And and uh, it's just, uh, it's amazing the daring duo that they had at that point. And that goes all the way back to the, the 40 Thieves, you know, uh, David L. Friedman and uh, Herschel Gordon-Lewis being partners. Yep. They started in S&M movies called like Scum of the Earth and stuff like that. They did girly wow. picks until girly picks weren't making money anymore so uh, right around the time that the uh the 60s happened the end of the 60s where you have easy rider and stuff when all of a sudden mainstream movies there's topless women and stuff like that they're going wow you know this used to be driving here we're not going to make money what can we do and so they came up with blood feast they said let's do some gore and yeah uh, they found yep. that, that was the last refuge but all those folks there were a bunch of guys that did movies uh, and they used to carry them in tents. They used to not be able to show them in movie theaters. So they'd have a tent at the end of town. And they'd play oh, things wow. like mom and dad. Come <laughs> see a woman give birth. And people were so horny that they would watch giving birth just to see a little bit of nudity. <laughs> I mean, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I love all these stories. And it, it just fascinates me in, uh, in, in so many ways. But uh, I guess I know we, we've taken a lot of time, but um, you want to talk about your book a little bit? I know I, I asked before and I, I really need to check this book out. It does seem interesting to me and it just got brought to my attention today. So that's why I'm asking about it. Oh, well, thank you. I, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I uh, the store, uh, the book is really kind of like my manifesto about why I think horror is so important to everybody and that there is horror for anyone. You don't have to like it all. But at the same time, there's something that's there for you. Everybody has a shadow side, a dark side. And it's something that uh, if we don't take a look at it, it tends to eat us alive. So not to sound too bookish, but I, I, I kind of like the idea of what uh, Carl Jung said, where he talked about, you know, you have the persona. There's a face that I put on for everybody that I want to be liked. And then there's the other part of me that can never really be quieted. That's the animal part of me. It's this primal fucking thing that no matter what, there's always a dark side. And the people who ignore the dark side, as Jung said, you can ignore it at your peril. What happens is it's a spoiled brat. It's going to come out. And next thing you know, you're going to embezzle money. You're going to get divorced. Whatever it is, you have not fed that dark part of us. And horror is a safe way to have that handshake with a darker side of us. 
And yep. uh, I, I, I like to talk about how it is helpful. Uh, for me, uh, I went through a lot of rough stuff in, in early life. And I find that a lot of horror fans that I meet who are really happy, who are real fans, uh, tended to have that as well. And they got past it because what horror does is a couple things. It first allows you to be okay with that part of yourself, right? Have a happy mm -hmm. handshake. You don't have to be the shadow. Just hang out with the shadow a little bit. Don't have to watch horror movies all day, even if I do. Uh, but at the same point, it's at least something that's healthy. But what it also does, it gives you a sense of play. As you get older, you don't play, you know, and it's easy to feel old. But horror, I mean, you can't look at rubber arms and fake blood and not have some sense of play in that. You can't yeah. take that too seriously. But there's yeah. also the idea that you can find your tribe. You find your people. And uh, that's one of the biggest things that happened. What I find is that real horror fans, and I don't mean real horror fans in that really gross way that you hear, like real horror fans only watch movies from 1978. And, and yeah. Not that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the, the true <laughs> believers, the people who are like compelled. Like you guys are compelled to create. You might not make a movie, but you made a podcast. You want to talk about this stuff. We share. There's hoarding and then there's fandom. And I think the real fans are the folks that when they see something, they can't just hold it. My favorite thing is being able to tell somebody about a horror movie that they haven't seen, a rare one. Have you seen this? And having them come back and go, what was that? I go, I know. Can you believe it? Nobody knows about that. It's, it's this whole thing of transferring what you love. And it's really all about what you love. So in, in the book, I talk about different things like the first kiss. And I talk about how... Uh, I and my father went to see John Carpenter's The Thing and how we both had two completely different experiences. I came out like feeling like I was in a car wreck, but I could not get the movie out of my head. My dad, on the other hand, was offended in a way that was as if he, somebody burnt the flag in front of him. Oh, he wow. really was upset wow. by that movie because that was his childhood movie. And his Howard Hawks oh, version. I got was you. The one yeah. Oh, was yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Air, the Air Force is right, and everybody's on board, and everybody helps everybody. And, you know, the, the monster looks like Frankenstein, and, you know, all this stuff it made that movie great. And it was an entire generation's look at the Cold War in a way that they could hang with. And in that way, might was right. And in that way, the United States was right at that, at that fashion. And then you come to Carpenters, which is looking at a whole different world now, full of paranoia and uh, politicians that don't tell the truth and are known to not tell the truth. All sorts <laughs> yep, of shit yep. is happening. So you have this whole movie about how we're not talking to each other anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So the thing is just as important now as it was in 1982. But I talk about how there are religious and sacrilegious moments in, in film and that Rocky was a religious experience. The world was waiting for the original Rocky. There were so many movies that just ended with the main character dying or it just ended with nothing happening. It was all downers. Yeah. Even the, the Godfather was a downer. But then just when everybody was beaten up, in comes Rocky and you're sure he's going to die, right? They're going to punch him in the head. He's going to die. This fucking <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. You're like, there's no way this is going to end well. No. And instead... It ends fantastic. And I remember being in the theater with a bunch of grown men, you know, working class Pennsylvania, jumping up, cheering, moving images that aren't real. Right. Yeah. And they're yeah. crying. Yeah. 
You know, they're cheering, they're clapping. People running down the street like I ran out of out of Star Wars, but it's adults <laughs> booking yeah. down the street yeah, to tell like, people yeah. how much they love this movie. And that's a religious experience. And uh, so I talk about how we invest at trust in each other, storytellers and audiences. Yeah. So there's stuff like that that's in the book. Uh, I talk about movies uh, that uh, don't get known very much. I talk about music. Uh, and how uh, backward masking and stuff like that, how there has been horror in music forever. And I like to say that devil music was invented by the Gregorian monks because they were the <laughs> ones that came up with a tritone, that sound, boom. That came from what was known as the Last Judgment, which is oh, this old man. play they used to do. Wow. The old play was, yeah, you had that, ah, that's the 777 sound, that's the angelic sound. And then yep. there's this weird trichord that is dissonant and they would have this play out in the woods because that's how things were back then or out in the middle of the village <laughs> that was a stage with a wheel in the center and on one side would be god's mouth like a big face of god and on the other side would be the devil's mouth and this guy would be in the center and he'd be doing a play and then people would start rocking it you know uh, and he would start sliding towards the devil and they'd play this chord bah, and so that was the sound of the devil. They made the sound of the devil and then punished everybody for using it. Like <laughs> <old plan. laughs> no, that's awesome. No, that's that's very interesting. I never knew that, man. That's yeah, crazy. There's some cool stuff like murder ballads. Uh, one of my favorite things is talking about those because they were at one point the most popular music and songs in the world when your, your first minstrels were like yellow journalism, they would go from town to town and they'd play. But then it started turning into these songs that were about maybe real events or maybe yeah. apocryphal events. And they were the same story, but different depending upon what holler you were in. And yeah. so things like uh, Mac the Knife, real story, not really, but it's a real story when you talk about it in murder ballads. But then you have something like Stagger Lee, the song Stagger Lee, has been done over 200 times. And wow. it started as a true story of something that happened in St. Louis, uh, I think turn of the 18th, 19th century. And uh, it then becomes this thing in the beginning, it's really gory and vicious, like eviscerate him. This guy's wife comes and cuts his dick off with a knife and stuff. That's the first version of it. And then you go to the 50s where Stagger Lee's like the good guy, or he's like the anti-hero. The song's going, go Stagger Lee, go, like he should run. Like we want him to get away, even though he shot this guy. <laughs> and so it goes to an anti-hero thing. And I, I love how there's these stories that are old wives' tales and stuff that are just passed on generation after generation through song. And, and so, uh, you know, I talk about that and then how it goes and turns into like this anti-hippie uh, thing when they start finding backward masking in the Beatles songs and they make a big deal out of it. Mm -hmm. And then from then on, we're we're on a slippery slope that's going to take us to the satanic panic where uh, you know i'll be waiting in line to see judas priest in in new york city and uh there'd be people with those chick tracks throwing them at you saying repent sinners and you're like you want to hit them but yep. the police are there and it's like wow this is what i'm just here to listen to the yeah fire, man. <laughs> oh i don't know what oh, you're up to oh i've been called a sinner more than once because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i've seen judas priest eight times yeah oh i've seen oh, a ton yeah. of myself I, first concert i saw of theirs was uh for screaming for vengeance and it oh. opened for 
who they open? I think they opened for ACDC. And then the next time was Defenders of the Faith. And then I saw them so much. I mean, uh, talk about living in an interesting time where I can see bands that were impossible to see <laughs> because they're all reuniting and coming out. Like my, my wife is a late bloomer. She was uh, like a show tunes girl. She did all the singing in the theater and stuff. And I was the bad boy with the metal stuff. And <laughs> she's, got a, she's got a better pedigree now than most of my friends who would wait in line outside of Sam Goody's for the tickets to come for sale to go see, you know, Anthrax oh. or Aerosmith. Now she's seen Jeff Beck three times. And wow. it's like, Damn. that was like, he didn't play for decades. You know, so it's, it's like, uh, it's amazing. You can see all these fucking bands now, if you got the coin, that is. Uh, but uh, all these bands were almost impossible to see. Or is that me? Uh-oh, did we lose something? I'm still here if you're... Yeah, it froze for a I'm... minute. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I wasn't saying nothing. Sorry about that. Yeah, well, I guess we're having difficulties or something. No, just me talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm... yeah, no. Um, yeah, sorry about that, but yeah. Um, uh, our uh, good buddy, uh, Morgan Wellborn, said his first kiss was the giant spider invasion yes 1975 oh, scared the shit out of me i saw it in the yep. driving god i love drivings i do shows about drivings too how that was like this this place i need where... that yeah go ahead. but yeah sorry Giant go Spider ahead we're invasion, having problems uh, in, in driving uh it was so great it scared the hell out of me because I, first off i had a little bit of arachnophobia now you look at the movie i mean it's volkswagens with these legs on them i mean it's, it's funny but when i saw it they were so scary and it was the idea of the woman who there was a spider a tarantula is crawling on the ceiling and it falls into a blender or she's making some kind of energy drink and she grinds up tarantula and then she goes and drinks and she goes and oh like, my god i'm gorging in the car yeah and then there's like the first farmer that gets killed by the giant spider and they're intercutting it with a church revival so there's this preacher going and satan will be there and then you're seeing this big red mouth and this blood's pouring out of this guy while he's hanging upside down i'm like this movie sucks <laughs> this movie sucks <laughs> oh man uh, uh mr bradley or uh, scott bradley um I, i've yeah. enjoyed everything uh with the whole conversation you you even opened my eyes to a movie i never heard of i gotta look at that donald sutherland one that you said was your first kiss of horror which I oh, like that I saying. Um, that, <laughs> that's an awesome it. saying. Yes, and I know I'm going to be uh, getting that book. I need to check that out. Where and, can we uh, find this book? Oh, you yeah. can find it anywhere that you uh, would normally sh uh, shop for books. Uh, it's in a few uh, brick and mortar stores, but for the most part, you're going to find it online uh, at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, books, awesome. books per million and stuff like that. Uh, what I do say is if you want, go to hellbenfordhorror.com, my homepage. If you want to help the small businessman, I put the ISBN number on there on the book page so you copy down right. that number and you go to your favorite mom and pop bookstore they will be more than happy to get you a, a get you a book and that will keep them in business and it will keep the money out of you know sending a billionaire to the moon uh yeah not that there's anything wrong <laughs> yeah but but at the same point if you want to help the small businessman uh oh, i like no, to keep that. it open for that yes i'm all for that send send it my oh. way i'll definitely uh do that Go ahead, Father. Fantastic. No, I was gonna say the same thing. I'm I'm all for about uh, supporting small business. Yeah. 
I think that's what we all are. We're all a small businessman. Yeah. Yeah. Just out all grinding between <laughs> between businessman and labor love guy. You know, yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah, I don't know if I can call a businessman when I'm making pizza money. Sometimes, yeah. some months, I can actually make a topping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, it's been a delight, man. Uh, I appreciate you, you uh, reaching out to us, uh, and I Real definitely. Pleasure. Love to have you on again. Uh, just subscribe to your podcast. So uh, I recommend you. everybody check out Scott Bradley. Check out everything this guy is doing. And I know you got more uh, in the fire. We'll we'll, yeah. uh, we'll have to check it out whenever you get it out of the fire there. Yeah. Well, by the end of the year, uh, by the end of this year, there'll be another book. So awesome. this is awesome. talking more about uh, how we really love tropes. We hate cliches, but we love tropes. And how uh, how horror has changed the way that normal movies show themselves. The most ripped off genre is the horror genre, and it's Pretty a redheaded much. stepchild. Amen. Amen. Yes, for real. That is that is the truth. Um, but yeah, whenever you you want to, you reach out to us. I mean, uh, Father Moni's got his own show. I got another show I do. So I mean, yeah, reach out to us anytime. Yeah, I saw all the all the different shows. I was like, oh no, I'm not sure which yeah. show I'm on. I was like going through the thing. I go, there's a couple Robs. There's the oh my god. Oh my you know, god, so there's like 80 well, shows. Well, a, a little secret. My name isn't really Cody, it's Rob. So. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's kind of it's what a, I figured. I, I thought it might be Rob Cody. I wasn't sure. You know, I'm Scott Bradley, two names, right? So yeah. Names. So it could have been. And if anybody who's listening, if they do listen to the show, uh, I do have my email for the show uh, on my website, Scott at Hellbenfordhar. I love what it's really all about is starting a conversation. So I want to have what got me really wanting to do this is I went to a convention. I was having yet another moment in my life where I wasn't connecting with the world. When I got out of the military, I kind of disappeared for a while i was one of those guys that was falling off the radar don't know why yep. i was having a problem getting back into the world but i was and horror kind of came to my rescue then and then later on in life when i was a successful businessman and it was just eating my soul uh, my wife said get your ass out of the house go to a convention you wanted to go to a horror convention I'm like oh that's gonna suck but what i wanted to do is i wanted to talk right i didn't yeah. care about getting autographs none of that I wanted to find fans who would stay up all night talking about movies and I found them. And when that happened, I said, I know what I'm going to do. And yeah. so uh, it's that conversation. That's the most, Hey, yep. I remember 10 to midnight. You know, that was based <laughs> on, uh, um, Oh my goodness. The guy who killed all the nurses. Um, oh shit. Oh, uh, Richard Speck. Yep. Richard Speck. Yeah. yeah. It was a thinly veiled Richard Speck. That is like one of the most underknown slasher films everybody it is another bronson movie that's a slasher movie well what about silent rage uh that Chuck same Norris thing i was yeah. just gonna yeah. say i was gonna silent mention rage. it when i said that i'm like hmm. <laughs> but yeah i mean that one even more i mean talk about uh norris going how do we cash in on this whole halloween thing but still do karate let's mix those two genres let's, uh, silent rage let's do yeah. that <laughs> yeah. I, it's a it's a guilty pleasure movie for me though yeah oh it yeah. is <laughs> uh, I, I have so many of those. There's there's one that I think is a psycho movie, even though it's more of a draw. It's called Vice Squad with Wings Hauser. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I think that's one of the first movies with um, 
uh, oh my goodness, what's her name? D. Wallace. She plays, a, I, I think she's in that. I, I can't remember now. No, I don't think, I think I'm wrong on that. But well, uh, Wings House is like a great psycho in that movie. And that yep. movie goes so far into the violent craziness that it turns into a horror movie. It's like, it just straddles that line. So. <laughs> well, uh, Chuck Norris actually had another movie later on, The Hero and the Terror. That yeah. uh, was, was a lot of horror element in that one. Yeah. I didn't know uh, that one. Yeah. Oh, you got to watch that. Yeah. I'll have to yeah. check that out. I'm, I'm telling you, that's why I love doing this. More than anything is I get pointed yeah. in the direction of a movie I've never heard of before. And, that's yeah, and I, I get like. revived. I get rejuvenated, <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and to me, it's all about giving away. It's pointless for me Pretty to sit, sit and watch the same eight movies because I really like them, right? And, yep. uh, you know, I want to be – I don't want to be old. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I still – enjoy the, the the crazy stuff that's coming out it's like i was just spent a lot of this day watching this woman on youtube who's an opera singer and a voice coach listening to heavy metal and her being shocked she's never heard them before uh, it's called the charismatic voice huh and and she like I, th I think to, i've seen that i think i've seen that yeah she listens to johnny cash's hurt his version of the nine inch nail song and she bawls she yep. just gets what he's trying to do. She's mm -hmm. so into the voices. So she listens to Rob Halford. She's like, she listens to Ian Gillen doing Ch uh, Child in Time from Deep Purple. Oh, love that song. And so she's, her jaw is just <laughs> hitting the ground. And she's, what I learned from her was that this is what I want to do with my stuff. Don't come with judgment. I, uh, she needs to be open. She's got all the degrees in the world. She's got the, the rich and famous love eating out of her hand because she's an opera singer, right? She knows everything there is about voice and she still finds the art in heavy metal. She still finds the art in country music. She's still able to do that. Country music and, and heavy metal probably wouldn't do it for her. You know, they wouldn't yeah. be sitting and listening to uh, 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 that and going, boy, you know what? That opera sounds like Europe. Second album, <laughs> yeah, they're not going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 she was right, and, and so to me, that's the thing. I need to look at like the new movies that are out there. I need to find the similarities. Stop with the fucking differences. What mm. is it that makes this so important? What makes horror so cool? You know, what makes it as transgressive as it is? What makes it rebellious? What makes yep. it energized, you know, and we're all, you know, we're all going to have things that we like more than others, but being able to sit there like this opera singer listening to Rob Halford and instead of sitting there going, he's wearing fucking studs and chains and, you know, and he's talking yeah. about behemoths. Yeah. Instead of sitting there talking about that, she's going, this voice is four octaves and he's not breaking. And you know what he's doing there? He's wavering. And that's so cool. I don't know if I like this voice, but boy, do I appreciate what he's doing. I know people who can't do that. And to me, that's that's fandom. That's being yep. open to the world. Man, that, that that's a that's a great observation of that. I mean, and especially like like you said, her just going into it and listening to these and, and appreciating for everything for what it is. And I think that's, yeah. I think you're right. I think even, you know, if you're a big horror junkie, go watch a Western. You want, watch, watch something different. Yeah. See, yep. see, you know, the difference in, or appreciate it for what it is because there's yeah. a lot of those, you know, revenge and murder yeah. and all sorts of stuff in every genre. It's just yeah. 
presented that's what i that's what i love <laughs> to do if you listen to my show you'll realize that i spend a lot of oh, time with will. mainstream movies talking up against horror movies because to me you know i grew up when the exorcist was up for best picture and so was jaws and yeah there was a time when everybody <laughs> including my dad thought movies were real art that could change things right and so for me i was like well why can't horror be put at that same level but everybody was like that's greasy kid stuff and patted me on the head and yeah. for me i talk about it right with these other films because if i think that it's really that good it can stand the comparison if yep. it's a great movie, sure. you can stand the comparison. So, you know, I might spend some time talking about Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid <laughs> and Dust Devil. You know, and just yeah, yeah. Together. I, I, I definitely will be checking out. Like I said, just subscribe to it while we're talking. Uh, look forward to more episodes. I'm going to listen to the whole catalog. Um, great conversation. Uh, Father, you got anything for uh, Bradley here, Mr. Scott Bradley? Ah, uh, just... Yeah, have me on your show one day. <laughs> Fair enough. Turn, turn around is fair play. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no I, 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 I learned a lot from you. Thank you so much for being part of the show today. Yes, yes. Thank you for having me on. It's all, it's one of my great pleasures being able to talk to you. Oh, shoot. We I, I know we could do probably another two hours. <laughs> but, <laughs> I have, but I, I, I have to go to work. <laughs> I have to eat. You know, I decided not to eat until this thing was done. Well, I, 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 man, I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, anytime, man, you reach out to us and you're more than welcome to come on this show again. And any All shows right. really on this network. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you so very much. Thanks for the hospitality and thanks for the conversation. Oh, thank you. And thank you. <laughs> we got an education. Thank you. <laughs> Keep the faith, man. Keep the faith. Yeah. Yes, sir. Wow, well, that, that was fun, man. I mean, um, you know, Scott Bradley. Yeah, that was that was a very interesting. I I got to learn about films I never freaking heard of. <laughs> like, yeah, I I feel like I just got educated. <laughs> I really like, like they they call me the father of horror, but I was like, wow, this guy's way above me. <laughs> no, he there's there's different levels. You're you are correct, and and uh. That's the thing, though. I like talking to people like that. And, uh, you know, uh, another uh, friend of mine, a director of, you know, William Hopkins, uh, so much, so much knowledge about the, those films. And, you know, these guys are authors and filmmakers. They they really I mean, that's their that's their bread and butter. And, you know, we're over here fanboys, you know, just yeah. talking like the common man. But, you know, I, I also get an education. I hope people get something out of that as well. I think well, they will. Yeah, well. You know, with horror, for me, I, you know, because I, I I was depressed a lot as a kid, and uh, horror was my escape from life. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I could just take my, my worst day, pop in an uh, old BHS tape, and I would just be gone for those two hours. Like, my <laughs> mind was about the movie and nothing else going on in my life. And so, I guess in essence, and I know it sounds cliche, but in a way, sometimes I think horror saved me. Uh, so no i i agree with that i think i think anything like that that takes you out of the real world does save people yeah it does and it, it takes you away and i i i say this to everybody i think anybody listening to you know anything just create anything just find an outlet everybody needs an outlet whether yeah. it's listening to music and and turn off the damn phone turn off the damn internet 
and just sit there and, and listen to a regular read a comic book or read a book or you know watch one of your favorite uh dvds vhs whatever you have yeah oh yes herbert thank you yeah that is one of my favorite <laughs> i love dr giggles yes dr, dr. giggles, giggles. oh man well we'll have to talk about that later i was part of a another podcast we talked about actually we had a, a fan commentary about it and we kind of went into it but i like to dig more into it because there's a story behind that to where he was going to be like a franchise and yeah and something happened <laughs> but we'll cover that some other time so we have more content <laughs> yeah can't, can't uh, use all the content for one show i know well i mean, <laughs> me and you i mean shit. people don't uh, i don't know if they know this but me and you talk pretty much almost every other day like this yeah. is just a regular thing yeah this is, this, this is yeah, exactly <laughs> now we get to make fools in public yes i love it <laughs> i love it too oh man uh, god dang what do we have freaking russian spies in here sinkovich is this I your know. brethren are these your people vor <laughs> dot red <laughs> Yes, Larry, Larry, Larry Drake was just as good as Robert Englund. Bold statement. Um, um, a, I'm, I'm coming. Get in your red people I'm, out of here. I'm, I don't I'm, want this I'm going, shit. I'm, I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain. Okay, explain. The, the crypt, because we talked off the air. <laughs> And he said, and he said, listen, because I update, I upgraded the StreamYard account so we could broadcast some more destinations at once. And the cripple said to me, he's like, look, it doesn't matter if you're on Twitch. He's like, and you see these people posting these weird gibberish things on the screen. He's like, you just ignore them or don't put you, them up on the screen. You, you, he's you, like, you blame, like, blame the cripple all you want. I know you're red. Okay. And these are your people. They got fucking I Russian mean, goddamn names. Well, I'm, I'm no, I'm, but but the thing is, I'm not Russian. Sankovic is Croatian. That is what? I'm Croatian, bitch. What the hell's a? You're a seashell? What is it? I'm a fucking Croatian. Cro I'm a Croatian. Is it Cro isn't Croatia an offspring of Russia? <laughs> I have no fucking idea. Croatia is something. With your something, your granddad of. was giving handjobs to Stalin. Okay, that's how Russian I you would are. give I would give hands on to Stalin if I could stay alive. <laughs> yes, sir. You're like you're like me drunk you off here. You are drunk off da, da, da. look at I'll, this. I'll look let at you this use trash. I'll let you use the cripple I, I'll I let you use the cripple flippers. Cripple flippers. Cripple flippers. Bring me the cripple. I like the cripple on your rabbit over at podcast. I would like to bend the cripple over my knee. Stalin. The cripple would love you to toss your salad, Stalin. There we what go. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm slapping the cripple. Uh, no. <laughs> He's going to thumb it and toss the salad. Yes, sir. Bob. I'm picking on you because you got your Russian people in here. You can say that's not a Russian. You changed it around so you look crustacean or Croatian, whatever the fuck you are. <laughs> crustacean. I, I am Croatian. I don't know who the hell he is. The fuck is Croatian? Where's Croatia? Someone in the chat. No, I'm serious. Croatia is an offspring of the old Soviet Union. There you go. So you're Russian. Uh, yeah. And you're using this as a way to get into our country and get into our internet. And now we're all going to be fucking, we're going to be at the fucking walls. I'm, 
I'm going to <laughs> oh, I got it one. Called, I, it is called I, Rabbit and Red Radio. Yes. For a reason. I must break you. I must break you. I must break you. Drago is coming to break your world up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, you know what? I'm going to Americanize this channel. It's Rabbit and Blue. <laughs> Rabbit and Blue. The Red, White, and Blue. Yeah, there you go. American Dude, and you know, up. you guys talked about basket case, and it really, I was ready to break it again because you just made me think of the whole thing with the cripple jumping out of the basket. We need that fucking <laughs> shirt like as soon as possible. Dude, that you is know, the... Give me your asshole. <laughs> Dude, and that thing still needs a disclaimer. Like, during the scene when he's flipping out when his brother's not there, they need to say, turn the volume down. Yeah. Thank you. We got a real American in the crowd tonight, Cody Robinson. Thank you. Hey, we need, we need Cody, Cody. We can take down the red menace. <laughs> yeah, Cody. I, I decided to be Father Cody I'm today, Cody. Break you. <laughs> goddamn Ruski. Damn Ruskies. You know what? I'm going to be walking in public just because I'm fucking with Mike. Like someone's gonna egg me or something, or I'm gonna get my ass kicked. Like if I go to Boston to visit you, and some Russian guy throws that assholes, he's on the fucking rabbit and red is fucking red, shit. What pa? Is it that? Is it that the redneck from Rabbit and Red? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's throw let's throw eggs at him. Let's throw eggs at his face. How dare you talk about Russia? You talk about Mother Russia like that, you redneck. We'll hang you uh, by your toes. And hang you by your balls. <laughs> ah, geez. Ra Russia, number one. I know, that'll teach me to talk. USA, number one. Remember that? <laughs> remember that? <laughs> the old Iron Sheik? Russia, number one. Elan, number one. USA, ha! <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hell. We're I know. But, hell. Well, yeah, I already, I already come to those terms. <laughs> um <laughs> oh herbert said basket case two and three were dark comp yeah pretty much it, yeah you know the scene where a guy's neck is being squeezed and it looks like his head looks like one of those little dog toys where the eyes bulge out yeah oh here's another obscure movie that i became a fan of uh was blood diner oh okay, blood diner yes well yes, uh, jackie blood jackie jackie wong direct that one Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, oh, I, I, I actually have a T-shirt here that I, I wish I had on hand right now. Damn but it. I, yeah. Well, when we talk about cult movies, sometime we'll have to. You'll have to wear that shirt. Okay. That's one of my. That's one of my favorite rare. You know, like not a lot of people know about Blood Diner. Yes. It's it's uh it's if you love a lot of blood and you love a lot of dark comedy, Blood Diner is for you. And a lot of funny random shit happening in yeah. the diner yes. setting. <laughs> yes. Just oh, be man. be careful of the meat. That's all I'm going to say. He looked like Large Marge when he got took. Yes. Tell him Large Marge sent you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, what did Herbert say? Uh, he, that's what he said. He, he, like he, oh, yeah, Large Marge. Okay. 
Oh man. Well, I had I had fun this evening. Um, was there anything else you wanted to bring up, Father Mahoney, before we call it a night? No, I just want to thank you for uh, having me stand in for the real normal Cody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get uh, I get to I get to finally be on the flagship. Yay! yay. <laughs> now, it, dude, you're you're welcome on this damn ship anytime. Yeah. So well, th uh, well thanks. Let me get give my little curtsy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, stop putting on airs. You can flip me off because I know that's <laughs> we're close. Here we go. Close enough. You say fuck you. Finally, you get me on here. Had a blast, guy. Thank you, man. Herbert, that, thanks. That, um, thank you, Herbert. We appreciate um, everybody that was in the chat, and of course, anybody else that's going to watch and 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 listen to this on the uh, Rabbit and Radio app. Download it today. Uh, a quick plug. Quick yep. plug. Oh yeah, so, quick plug. Sam Hain. Uh, yes. We, 10 days left. Uh, I don't know if much has it on hand, but uh, we're still uh, at 54%, I believe it is, 104 backers. So you still got time to get in there. Um, Helvira, the haunted, yes. uh, uh, I'm going to mess up the name, haunted uh, <laughs> of, of the asylum. Uh, you can get your t shirt. Uh, yes. we, just, we just signed on for that. And obviously, um, there's, <laughs> there's Mr. There's Mr. Mike who uh, automatically just hired us today. <laughs> uh, what else was there? We got one more plot. Oh, Batman: The Killing Joke. Uh, the indie, both of those Indigo goes for Hellbira and Batman will start on March first. So that's yes. my plug. No, no, I, I look forward to that uh, that campaign. Both those campaigns. I actually ordered my. Uh, uh, Hell virus shirt. It should be coming in probably this week. Yeah, you're so gonna be on. You're gonna be on the t-shirt squad with me. Hell yeah, dude. That's what I wanted. I was like, oh yeah. shit, I need to order this. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely excited for that uh, to kick off. And of course, uh, the Killing Joke, uh, the live action uh, version against yep. the movie. So, and uh, Anthony uh, Camino. I, I, I know I'm gonna fuck it up. I'm sorry, Anthony, if I fuck up your last name. But anyway. You look awesome as the Joker. I like how uh, you did all that in the little um, the little trailer as well. Yeah. And they already had their first cast announcement. That was uh, Lydia Manson mm -hmm. is going to play is going to play Batgirl. So awesome! Yeah. So now that's that's really cool. Um, also, uh, check out B Movie TV. Check out yeah. my uh, uh, my good buddy uh, Paul Rasso. He's uh, taking the helm of. Uh, showing you some sci-fi movies on the sci-fi sideshow uh sundays at eight o'clock on b movie tv only on roku download the app and support another little uh business you know oh, so. and one last promotion since yes. mr do it since mr since mr mike hired us today <laughs> watch watch all the shows on rabbit and red uh we got every single newer, one yes all in a row <laughs> we got the uh, newer Duel show with uh, Mr. Poe Meister here, uh, Tucker and JT. We have Rabbit and Ray with normal Cody and uh, Aaron. We have Father Mahoney's House of Horrors, which is gonna be the flagship one day. <laughs> uh, we got we got uh, uh, crossing the streams with uh, Cripple Cody and myself. We got. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I I was actually waiting for that one. R2, Cripple 2. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, we got uh, Rhodes on the Rocks, which uh, I believe uh, just dropped a couple days ago. But John Rhodes is a awesome dude, even though he picks on Mister Mike all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we all and, we all pick on Mister. Before I forget, yes. Rhodes on the Rocks is now every other week because John Rhodes is a prima donna who just can't do every week because he's a pussy, and they. Uh, Oh, a, uh, pussy with oh. A married person. There we go. Pussy with oh married person. John Rhodes. <laughs> uh, Mister Mister Rhodes, if you watch this show, I need I need I need a, I need a response to that. <laughs> but, oh uh, my god! And so of course, this show, the Robin response? and Red. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, this show, Robin and Red, with uh, normal Cody will be returning. For the next episode, uh, yeah. Oh, mind jack next Tuesday. Mind, uh, mind jack, mind, yeah. mind jack. If, if nothing uh, happens, but yeah, is the Sunday show still going, Mike? Yeah, hey, producer, get back in here real quick before you shut this thing down. Yeah, it's not. Um, it's I'm gonna try like for every month. If I do it once a month, great. If I do it twice a month, great. But good, you know, It'll it all like really someone's depends period. when. Okay. Yeah, any new, that, you know. while, while you're still here, is there any new shows in the uh, <laughs> process? Um, Anything like... Uh, um, well, there was going to be a, uh, um, um, a piece of pleasant thing where we talk about I, I get a different person on every show to discuss a Donald film with myself. Um, that was going to kick off on February seventh, second, which will be the twenty seventh anniversary of his death. Well, that well, will be that's pushed back now until maybe do, April, May, whenever the do, fuck I feel do, like doing it. Do me a favor, if don't invite Michael to Gagnon because he knows nothing about Doctor Loomis. <laughs> let, 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 let's put it this way: I will never invite anybody onto this show. That or this network in general anymore that talks about Loomis having a lair. He's not a fucking <laughs> villain. Fucking Eminem fucking loving motherfucker. He's not a villain. That'd be hilarious, a like hero. <laughs> there's a cutaway after Michael stabs someone. Meanwhile, in the lair of Loomis. <laughs> Just oh, like it? Slimer. Loomis is oh my god. Never forget. Please go away. Can you send me a shotgun with a tow trigger so I don't have to hear about Slimer anymore? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> but, uh, you got him to do it one time. <laughs> uh, that looks like a great uh, ending point. <laughs> All right, kids. We'll see y'all later. Uh, love y'all, and thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.